I'm out of a job. We should have mourned the clap. I am another American out of a job thanks to automation. Oh, yeah. No clap. No more claps. Let me just clap one final time. Okay. So what we do every week is we have to sync our microphones, our old microphones. now we don't. And we don't need more, so we do sort of a clapboard, but it's just my hands clapping on three, one, two, three. And I'll never clap again. Wow. We've cured the clap. We've cured that. We've (laughs) finally, our long national nightmare is over. Of the clap. This is like the moment in The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy steps outside of the house and she's She's finally singing color. (gasps) Wow. That's what this is like. Wow. I wonder how much uh, my typing is going to be picked up on the new mics. All of it. Honestly, I find that a very endearing quirk on podcasts I listen to. Ann Thompson. Ann Thompson is always typing. She's always, re- <laughs> she's always researching or rolling her eyes at Eric Cohn that is somehow audible, even mm-hmm. though it's an audio medium. Wait, neither of you have your laptops. We don't need that. We don't need them anymore. Or, oh, this is so, so funny. I'm the only one. Well, I think we can take turns. Double typing. screen. We can take turns on recording. Well, I want to hooking up to the computer. It's my comfort blanket. I like to look things up. I'm just I'm just an expert on Star Wars that I don't feel I need a laptop tonight. Oh, you know, I just have such an encyclopedic knowledge of film history Mm -hmm. that I've never made a mistake. I've never gotten a name wrong. I'm I'm constantly applauded for this fact, which is why I don't need a computer anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Well. 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 <laughs> the Americans is over. Oh. Well, we also Until just, next season. We also just Until kill ourselves season. then. I wanted to kill myself after. <laughs> was, it, was it everything you wanted it to be? And, yeah. And it's like more. The climactic scene that you've been waiting for mm-hmm. for six years happens 15 minutes into the episode. Mm. And it lasts 15 minutes. And it's like the Tracy Letts. Uh, Indignation. Merman. Mm. Just people talking at each other for 15 minutes. Does Don mm-hmm. finally tell Peggy he's proud of her? Yes. Aw. And then there's half an hour of just like sadness. Good. <laughs> of just like quiet sadness. Isn't it 90 minutes? With commercials. I can't it was believe like 68. I've been Uh-oh. sleeping on the despair program. Yeah. Like this stylish, sexy despair program. It's a show that got not literally every single season got better, but like the consistency of the writing and directing overall got better and better and better. Cause like I tried to watch it originally the day it premiered. Cause I was, I'm always a Carrie mm-hmm. Russell fan. Like I don't like this filter. And I was, I was like, I watched like three episodes and I was like, uh, uh, and then like, then season three was happening and it was the most critically acclaimed thing. And I was like, I'm going to force myself to watch and then I was like, I do like the first season, but I do, I still think it's the worst season. And then season two, you're like, oh, this is a lot better. And season three, you're like, oh, this is a lot better. Don't you love when a show grows? Uh-huh. I think Mad Men got better every single season. Although I think it started out perfect. <laughs> but uh, I love, I love all it. the way to season seven. Yeah, I think I it, loved I think it dipped. Mad Men. I think it had a no. That's right. That's right. It had a you're dip. Right. That that was the thing I would say for five years, yeah. and then eventually it wasn't as season good as season six five. Yeah, is five fairly maligned, but I do think five is the best. Five, five the was best the peak. Season. Five was the peak, and then six is fine. Seven is. I think season fine. four is the worst season of Mad Men. Oh no, I did completely disagree. Wait, which season? Doesn't that have it's the, the suitcase? Fir- it's the first yeah. divorce season. I think it's yeah. the best season next to five. It's um, wait, yeah, I think four season is Dawn on his own. It's Dawn doing first reformed, writing season, in his journal. Yeah, I, there's a thing. There's a theory. 
season four of a long-running show is either your most favorite or your least favorite. That's interesting. Oh. I love that hmm. 30 Let's Rock... Think about other shows. 30 Rock, um, I think their sixth season was a meta-commentary on the idea that in their, in the sixth season or later later in a show's run, a show just starts eating its own tail mm-hmm. and getting high off its own supply and only referencing its former glory in order to mm-hmm. keep the ship afloat. And I thought 30 Rock did it magnificently in that they were explicitly repeating storylines right. and winking at the camera, but not in a way that felt hokey. I mean, yeah. it was a little academic at times, which was less zany than you might want from 30 Rock, yeah. but I thought as an experiment, it worked. Yeah. I've more, been on, to more on 30 Rock 30 later. Rock. Is anyone watching the new season of Kimmy, which I had no idea yeah. was out? Only, I don't watch only television. Half of it. Yeah. It's when did that happen? Because I today. Turned, Oh, because it or was... Or no, it was yesterday. Sorry. It was up last night, yeah. and I was like, Last oh. week. It was yesterday. It was last week. Okay. Shut the show up. show debuts on Monday. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. What? We're in a time This doesn't machine. come out until Monday. We're, oh. in a, we're in a time... We're time traveling. I wasn't... I wasn't tut-tutting you. I know. I was just like, what are you talking about? I love about? a nice tete-a-tete. I was just what confused. What is it? Tete-a-tete. Tete-a-tete. It's not... I mean, this is a tete-a-tete. We it's, never pretend that we're... On the day that it's released, I know, but I we're in a, we're in the future. Also, the, the new microphones make you want to do everything differently. We're in the future, in the past, but we are in the future. But the people that are listening to this are listening in, to are in the us in the past. Yeah, it's very wow. interstellar. What and a stellar. Fuck. <laughs> Internet. Holy fuck. great movie, <laughs> Interstellar. I love Interstellar. Same. Interstellar is my favorite movie. Christopher Nolan's that best movie. I can't wait to rewatch oh. and didn't like. Well, <laughs> I had the worst. Seat. Remember when everyone... I had the worst seat of my life at the Cinerama Dome? I was on the left side, like fifth row. Oh. It was nauseating. Oh. That's where I was for Mad Max. Didn't ruin it. Well, you know what? When I saw Mad Max for the first time, I saw it at the Vista, and it was a packed house. It was opening weekend, and I was right side, like fourth row. And no, it was I had the fucking time of my life. Wait. Oh. Were we at the same screening of Mad Max Fury Road at the Vista? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't see it at the Vista. I know. I was, oh, yeah. Well, I love that because we usually discover that we're in the same places, in the same spaces. Supersymmetry. I love the movie Serendipity starring John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> same here. My favorite movie. Um, Remember when everyone did their Christopher Nolan rankings? On this show? No. No, just, just on the Twitter box. Dunkirk was really... I think, Ben, you yelled at me for um, Interstellar being too low. Probably. I'm sure you would have yelled at me, too, if I had published a list. That and The Dark Knight are the only Christopher Nolan movies I'll go to bat for. I'm trying mm. to think which mm. ones I like. I think that The Dark Knight Returns is a mess, mm-hmm. and I love it. it. There's some fun things in it. I think Dark Knight Anne Hathaway rises? should have received her Oscar nomination. Did I say returns? Yes. Dark Knight rises. <laughs> I think Anne Hathaway should have gotten her Oscar nomination for that. Mm. And she should have oh. won for Rachel getting married, so she wouldn't need the Oscar that year. Mm. And I want to rewatch that trilogy. The Dark Knight, I guess, is my number one. Nolan. The Dark Knight trilogy. Do you remember that you one time I, I, wrote, I wrote a treatment for our show what? and I explicitly said we don't talk about Christopher Nolan on this program? Yes. That's funny. We don't have a Dunkirk episode. I, well, we didn't exist. Maybe yet. we should do that next week. Oh, well, I'm the only one who liked it, so I'll lead. <laughs> That's fine. Well, most people. No, no, no. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Oh, right. You know what I just realized? I'm the time. Can I- I'm the timekeeper. To quote Only my father I can see the time on Dunkirk. Now. Oh, no. <laughs> what? To quote my father on Dunkirk. 
It's just boats. <laughs> <laughs> Twinks on boats. Twinks and twunks on boat. Mm-hmm. The twunk and, that in Kenneth Branagh. The twunk that eats the spaghetti in the deer movie on a boat. He is the worst part of that movie. Which movie? Uh, Dunkirk. The, Dunkirk. the boy in the sweater. Or no, he's not in the sweater. He's the, he's the boy who the falls down the, the stairs and dies. Yes. And oh. and yeah. Cillian Murphy's like, oh no. He's like, I can't believe that I'm you not, remember that there are people in I'm Dunkirk. not going to tell him. <laughs> I can't is tell the boy. like cars and planes talking to each other? Yes. It's, you know, it's, it's not a Disney's Pixar. planes and Pixar's cars, yes. the live action feature to me. That's what I remember. And Christopher Nolan's boats. Mm. I just remember Tom Hardy behind mm. yet another face mask. Yeah, thing. and killing it, doing some of the best eye acting of his life. Mm. I think he's great in that movie. I do too. You know what I he don't care about? He has the best about? scenes. That's nice. I don't care about, <laughs> did you know that Michael Caine is the voice on the radio? Oh, that's a, a fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion. Well, that- this is movies IMO. <laughs> I wonder if my. I think the beer swigs are going to yeah. be picked up on the new on mic. the new it mic. Should, it should be a lot easier for Anchor Steam to sponsor us then when yes. they're hearing their program you can, or their products so prominently featured on our program. Yeah, they can. They can hear the crystal clear sound of us of drinking. They Anchor must. Steam. They must now in high def audio they can hear what it sounds like i love that every time one of you pitches anchor steam you hold it like vanna white even though this is (laughs) no audio medium so once we we're just prepping for when we've upgraded mics next will be video yes we'll have a videographer god so (laughs) videographer ben ben was trying to sail over the amber sea of Anchor Steam beer. The oceans, the rolling, delicious oceans of Anchor Steam beer. And he was trying to land that plane on Dunkirk Beach to mm. introduce mm. the podcast. Yeah, who are we? What are we? This is Why are we who are we? How, we how are, are we? your favorite Fine. film fags? We're not well, bitch. Real Housewives was incredible last night. I heard. It was so Did you good. see that? You did see, but when Dorinda put her face in, in the, cake, the cake and the candles were the lit. candles are lit. <laughs> she literally just puts her face into fire. <laughs> That's a Deadpool or- origin so- story right there. <laughs> then in the next scene, she goes, I have a crazy camel time now. <laughs> they were wasted. <laughs> uh, and oh, then that she, is Bethany good. is naked and she takes her Snuggie. <laughs> Because she she won't let Bethany wear the Santa one. <laughs> I guess she just rewatched Tony Erdman too. Yes. Oh, it was wild. And then Luann got arrested at the end. They showed the footage. <laughs> was it as good as the hype would have you believe? Mm-hmm. I've already seen the footage, though. It's l- lurked around. <laughs> it's, but it was so good in uh, the context of the episode. Mm, where, mm. where it's set up like, oh, I'm going to go visit my brother in Florida. And I'm going to go have Did a you know that it was leading up to this? Christmas, yeah. Because I know it was Christmas Eve morning. I would have mm-hmm. loved some incredible foreshadowing. Isn't she like a big Democrat? Luann? No. Is she a big Republican? She's big money. She doesn't have. I thought. Well, I thought. Anyone. I thought one of them. Dorinda. Dorinda is, is very the, Democratic. She's the and one so who like Carol. they like bundle for the Democratic Party, yeah. right? Well, anyway, even if she's not into politics, I would have loved like some terrible foreshadowing where she's talking about prison reform before leaving the house, oh, no. and then, and then you know. she gets arrested. <laughs> uh-huh. No, that would be Bethany, Dorinda, and Carol are the the rust belt of the ladies, and then the uh, Ramona is a 
strong Republican woman, and then mm. the other three are just Taylor Swifting through this life. So, also voting Republican, probably. Yeah, probably. We assume. Ugh. Um, anyway. <laughs> Who are we? What are we? Uh, we Why are we? Wait, why am I here? Where am I? <laughs> is this Ben's apartment? What year is this? If you guys had seen Twin Peaks The Return, we could do I know, what year I, is this. I know that reference. I've seen the first episode. Yeah, you haven't oh, seen Oh, can you give me my Blu-ray? This? I want to see if it works. Yes, can you give me my Days of Heaven back? I sure oh. can. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe, making, I'll, maybe I'll try this again. Making trades. I, al- I almost, um, yeah, this is the just like the barter system for film faggots. I almost tried to watch it again today before coming mm-hmm. here, just knowing that the disc wouldn't work, but I look at that box set every single day and I think to myself, it'll work this time. I wonder, it's gotta be your Blu-ray player. It's gotta be my Blu-ray player. Is, well, it's I'll, every disc? Uh, it's the first two discs. Yeah, I just feel like it so. wouldn't be that faulty. Is your Blu-ray player old? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's probably why. But that seems weird that, that does seem a weird. Blu-ray player wouldn't play Blu-rays pressed in 2017 if the right. player was made in 2012 or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'll try it in Anyway, mine. this is not technology IMO. This is Blu-ray IMO. This is... What were we last week? Didn't we have another... Oh, we priests. We were priests IMO. Today we're... Trash IMO. Yeah, we're... Scuttlebucket IMO. What a word. Just remember our last Jedi episode. I think oh. it's the most fun I've ever had in this room. Wow. Well, because we were, we were well, lit eating biscotti. I've had more fun in this room because I, I live I. here and I've had sex here. So Good for you. <laughs> oh. I'm only here once a week and that <laughs> okay. was my favorite experience. Yeah. I mean, we we don't live with you. You're right. We don't, we don't know what you do. I'm just saying and I've had more fun in this room. Ben is saying, I've had in more this, sex in this room in than this the two room of you. specifically? You've had dining room no, sex? No, not in this, but I mean, this is one room. Right. You've had sex over there? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, the listeners the, don't know where you're pointing. <laughs> you could be pointing in, in the sink, the refrigerator, on You've the TV. You've had sex there? On the exercise bike. Oh! <laughs> there. L- uh, listeners, I'm not pointing in the bedroom. Is what's happening. <laughs> I'm pointing on the stove. Oh. <laughs> uh, why did I take us down this path? Well, because you. Well, never mind. Okay, shut up. <laughs> I just wanted to say this is. A, uh, I'm just glad they didn't use. Did they not use the theme for Rogue One? That's all I want to ask. The score yeah. at the beginning. No, Giacchino didn't do the score for this. Didn't he do? But Rogue the One? the classic. But they didn't have that. Oh no! No, not no, 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 And that didn't happen in Rogue Instead, One. Instead, they did. Um, they did something else. I don't think Great. there's a scroll in Rogue One. I couldn't remember if there was or not. Anyway, th- anyway, we are here to talk about. Should we introduce ourselves? Solo. I'm Ben Empey. I'm Daniel Crook. I'm Brandon Kirby. We are here today to talk about Solo. <laughs> Directed. Say the full title. Solo, a Star Wars story. Thank you. It should be just a Star War. <laughs> <laughs> Lucille Bluth is the poster. Or Solo colon, no thanks. Solo colon, kill me. <laughs> solo colon, no. <laughs> solo, no. <laughs> solo, Directed by. No. 
a great many team of people. <laughs> Lord and Miller. What are their first names? Chris and Phil? Chris, Chris and Lord, Phil. Phil Miller. I feel like some of their humor is like left but over. But credited to Larry Kaz. Oh, in the director's seat. Ron Howard. Director of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Director of How and the Grinch. Rush. Director the Daniel Brühl vehicle. Uh, Daniel Brühl is hot. He got movie. awards for that, didn't he? Not the Oscar. He was really going for the Oscar, and he didn't get he it. Got he SAG, almost he got, got Golden it. Golden Globe. Who took his place? That would... I don't know. Nicole Kidman in... In Lion. Paperboy. <laughs> no, she, she's also a great example of someone who doesn't end up getting the Oscar nomination. That's right. That's right. Mm. Wow. She was like, I peed on his wound for nothing. That happened to me one time in college. I, you, you know, peed on someone's wound and didn't get an no, Oscar? No, someone peed on mine and he did not get an Oscar. Wow. He might get a Tony. He's on the New York he stage now. He peed on now. your wound? He's on the New York stage now. He oh, Wait, no. someone peed on your wound? <laughs> what wound did you I, I'd have? Be, I'd be happy to tell you. So this is my freshman year of college and I was, you know, just scooting around Orange County with some good pals and we went to Newport Beach and went night swimming and I a got jelly stung stung. by a jelly in the shallows. And then I was like, I'm fine. Did it I'm hurt fine. real bad? It kind of hurt real bad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I was like, I'm fine. Oh, like, something bit me real were, bad. The, oh, boy. <laughs> these were new friends. You know, I wasn't going to be a bitch. I had to. I wasn't going to ruin that the fun. drive? Yes, thank you for catching it. Do it again. Me a moment. Something bit me real bad. <laughs> when she gets a shot. Oh, I know the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so similar to Mulholland Drive we went to a Denny's not a Winky. is this a different story no no, no same story so oh. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be a complainer I didn't want to be a negative oh so you Nelly. were stinging like when from... my mom broke her foot and, <laughs> and the then movie. watched the imitation game <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow worth it no we went to the Denny's and I had not really looked at my wound because it was dark outside. I love calling it the wound. It, yeah, the wound. Oscar nominated the wound. The wound. And I pulled a white oh, sock yeah. over nominee. it. And we're sitting no, there welcome. waiting. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the No, five. no, because I never did an, watched We it. did an episode yeah. on that. We never It was shortlisted. It yes. Oscar it was shortlisted. shortlisted. Anyway, played at Outfest Los Angeles last year. So we're nice. sitting there waiting on our moons over my hammies, and my leg is on fire. What's a moons over my hammies? It is a hot dog sliced in two over mm. eggs on a toast, I believe. It is a oh, signature great. Denny's delicacy. I'm sorry, this you is a little at Tabasco a, at on a that? Denny's. Mm-hmm. Is it a special moons over my hammy? Wait, I've not, I've been to, I've been to Denny's. Oh, I've been to Denny's. Oh, I've been to Jerry. I've been to Denny's. I've gotten a grand slam. Well, this is different than that. I usually get to build your own grand slam. Mm. I've never actually nice. had moons over my hand. I've built my own Grand Slam. I've never once on that menu seen a moons over my hand. Honey, hammy. you're not reading hard enough then because it is the featured attraction. Should of we that stop menu. the recording and go right now? And go to Denny's? <laughs> to Denny's. We could probably the hot take... dog is cut in half. Yeah, there's probably some sort of special menu going on. Like They did like a Hobbit menu mm. at the time. I um, bet they're doing a solo story. Anyway, so, uh, so <laughs> I was sitting there with two ladies and a boy who was a homosexual and a homosexual a homosexual and i was complaining about my leg and he said shut the fuck up solo a star wars story inspired menu this is what i'm telling you <laughs> disney owns the world <laughs> anyway blaster fire burger can i just read these that's fine my leg got peed on to kill the jellyfish thing and it worked and it happened in a denny's end of story <laughs> wow end of story no we're going back to that story i just want to quickly sidebar 
two moons skillet. <laughs> moons over Miami. Light speed slam. Co-reactor pancake breakfast. Crystal crunch your milkshake? What? Gross. Anyway, so you went into Crystal the Crystal crunch my ass, bitch. I mean, that's what that makes me think of. So the home of sexual mm-hmm. peed on your leg mm-hmm. in a Denny's restroom. In the stall? In a stall. Yeah, where else? Was, You're not going to lift your leg over a urinal. Was well, I guess it, you could, but... Is it because it was burning? Yeah, no. It's, it's a Did well-known it fact. Stop? Urine on a jellyfish sting neutralizes the poison in the pain it makes it all did chill you, and happy did it feel better it felt fantastic wow. can you just drink a lot of piss alcohol all over my instead? hand uh you know i didn't really have a drinking problem like i do now back then i don't think final it's question alcohol in your pee that does it <laughs> too well no there wasn't any alcohol in my pee and i think know? it's it's like maybe it's the it's ammonia like, yeah. final question was it at all sexual of course it was nice did you ever try pee play ever again after that moment? Absolutely not. <laughs> Wasn't my thing. Were Although you tempted? It did, it did Were me, you tempted? No, I mean, you'd think it did me so much good in the moment. Yeah. But no, I, I never really had you much of had a desire. To, did you in that home of get wet get together again? Mm-hmm. Did he want pee play? No. Wow. He was. What was so beautiful about it is that he was really just looking out for me. Wow. It was sweet. It just happened to involve pee. Yes. Piss play. Beautiful. This has been a very sexual podcast so far. <laughs> Not as bad as last week when I decided to describe an in intimate detail why I was attracted to Pearl and then still somehow missed my point, which was that he looks like a college stoner who's sleeping through an exam and then wakes up after the class has left the room. Oh. Brandon, now you have to share a sexual experience. Oh, God. Um, I mean, you don't have to. I don't, I can't think of any. Have you ever? <laughs> I'm a sponge. Are you a virgin? <laughs> Brandon. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but elaborate. A sponge? You're <laughs> just soaking it up. Are you a porous baby? Oh. No, that was meant to say I'm asexual. Oh. oh well, like not, that, not that there's anything wrong with that either. Ah. I'm oh. just kidding. I'm not asexual. Oh. Um, oh. Okay, well, now it's on the record, folks. Not that there would be anything wrong with that. Wow. First you were straight, and then you were asexual, yes. and now you're neither and now yes. you're in a committed relationship yes. with a sponge. <laughs> Correct. Wow. My boy, I'm dating SpongeBob SquarePants. Wow. I saw Kyle driving. <laughs> we live in the you same peeps. name. We live. He lives like two blocks away. Yes. So we live in the same neighborhood. You saw him on the corner. Uh-huh. You saw him in his car. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is it a little black hatchback? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, you guys are basically neighbors. I know. We should hang out without you. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking go for it. (laughs) Two Scorpios out (laughs) against the world. Are you a Scorpio? We have the same birthday. Same birthday. (sighs) Yeah, keep me away from that energy. Both of you together. Scorpios just fusing. You have enough Scorpio in your life with me. I mean, I have way too many Scorpios in my life besides you. You're just the worst one. I'm just the cherry <laughs> on top. The cherry on top, but you don't have like a stem. You've got a stinger. Ooh, stinger. <laughs> nice. Um, well, I've been watching a lot of Spike Lee movies. Speaking of stingers. Summer of Spike Lee. Summer of Spike. Alabas. It's going. How many have you done? Uh, Are you doing them chronologically? I am. I've. Gone through Crooklyn, so I think we're at seven. By the way, fun fact, that was my film studies 101, or film production 
I was a film studies major, but my film production 101 class, that was my nickname from my professor, Crooklyn. Cute. Cute. Oh, crook. Way appropriated. I don't like it now, but uh, that was what he called me. Are you going to, when does Black Klansman come out? August 10th. Oh, so you have plenty of time. You have all summer. I've watched like two a week. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, you front loaded a little bit. Memorial Day weekend to get them. Get ahead of it. And because oh, when you watch like, Do the Right Thing, that's great because yeah. that's a movie that's American as apple pie. Yeah, and I got I watched Malcolm X on Memorial Day. Nice. Is that movie three and a half hours long? Yep, three twenty. It's Jean Dillman. Yes, and it's every frame is potent and flawless. Charged. I haven't seen it. It I, I haven't seen it. It is okay. I want to talk about the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Please Bring do it. and. I'm gonna I'm gonna foreground it by saying they've it is the fact that Moonlight gets six nominations is a sign of change and even though it should have been like eight yeah but I think it it does it it's something that we should praise them for they've made steps because yeah no this is like the Barack Obama thing like don't say don't insult people who died for civil rights yeah. by saying nothing's changed like there's so much like obviously so mm-hmm. much more work to be done. But some there has been progress. There has been, yeah. In, 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 in an enormous amount of work still to do. 92 the Best Picture nominees were... Oh, no. The winner, Unforgiven. Good movie. Which, sure. Today's Clint Eastwood's birthday. You could say... Last, is it really? Last, last Thursday was Clint Eastwood's birthday. Last Thursday, yeah. yeah. Uh, Time travel. Howard's Speaking End. of Ron Howard, Cocoon. Great. Which one? Howard's End. Fabulous. Wonderful. The Crying Game. Good. Fantastic. I can't remember the fourth. Let me look but it up. But you're also like, that's good. But the fifth one that is the one that should be Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Nominated for both Best Picture and Best Director. Best Actor winner. Sense is it My Left of Foot? a Woman. Oh. No, My Left Foot is like 89. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fourth, there's another one. I can't remember the last that's one. That's a bunch of... Hooey! Sent? All right, Unforgiven, The Crying Game, A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Not better than Malcolm X. It's a fine movie. It's fine. And by fine, you mean fine. I don't mean... It's a fine, fine cuisine. It's a sophisticated film. It's a fine. Yeah. Um, Malcolm X gets nominated for Best Actor for Denzel, who should have won, and Costumes. And that's it. That's, that's insane. It. Where? But... The movie should have not only been nominated for it, but it should have won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Adapted Screenplay, mm-hmm. Supporting Actress for Angela, Angela Bassett. Yeah, girl. Mm. Um, possibly Supporting Actor for any of the men that are not Denzel. Literally, any of them. Just give them one. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's utterly insane. I'm going to watch that at some point this summer. Yeah, I'm not going me too. to. I'm not going to step on your toes here. Have so. you seen it before? No, it's so good. Well, I really love a three-hour biopic, and I don't mean to compare Oliver Stone and Spike Lee because I think they're very different filmmakers, but they are both very. I thought about ex- JFK a lot. Vibrant and explosive uh, filmmakers who yeah. sort of shirk your regular structures in order to find something a little more expressionistic mm-hmm. in a sparky kind of way. Yeah. And Nixon is one of my favorite films and one of my favorite Oliver Stone films. That movie's over three hours long. And yeah. we follow baby Nixon from 
the Dust Bowl of California, where his stern mother, played by Mary Steenburgen, raises oh. him all the way to the end, I think. Maybe not to the death, but pretty far That past. first, like, decade of Oliver Stone is just hit after Well, that's hit not after the first hit. decade. Yeah, it is. It's like 96, isn't it? But, I mean, he wins an Oscar in the I mean, early as a, 80s, late 70s as a, as a writer. Yeah, but Platoon's like 86 or yeah, something. Yeah, but 86 to 96 is a decade. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Which one are you talking about? Uh, Nixon. Nixon. Oh, 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 oh. Joan Allen as Pat Nixon. She should have won the Oscar for that. Have I freaking seen an Oliver Stone movie? I don't know. I, you know what movie I liked was Snowden. Fla- oh, I didn't see it. Fla- I wanted to. Flawed film. It, so it, like- it's sort of the like... movie that made Joseph Gordon-Levitt disappear forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's is he R. done? R. Is he like? He's dead. You know what? I I'm, mean, he's doing his hit record Joe stuff, but like, is he done acting? No. No. It killed him. It killed his egg. soul. Yeah. It's the second time we've brought up hit record Joe tonight. It is. I don't well, know if the first not one tonight. I think, but no, no, no. no I, brought, I brought it up earlier tonight, but I think oh, it was really? on a test recording when we were testing out our <clears throat> new mics. Hello. Wow. <laughs> if um, never mind. That's a bad. That's a bad joke. But love Nixon. Joke. Oh, Snowden. It's like a beloved band that hasn't really put out much good music lately. That comes back with an album that harkens back to the past. Manages to try a few new things and is totally solid. It's like it's like REM's last two albums. Like totally solid. Really great. Reminds me of the older stuff. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. isn't quite as adventurous as that stuff, but it gives me what I want. Was that his last most recent movie? Yeah, yeah, but what's he working on now? I don't know. He's always busy. He's a busy little bee. He's a busy little beaver, but what he's all busy little bee. I also don't really care for him. Yeah, as a person, sure. You know, my first job at the Hollywood Reporter as an editorial assistant was interviewing Oliver Stone. No, close. I used to read for him. Have I told you guys that ever? What did you do? Read scripts. Oh, for him and Wait, be like, yes or no. You did what with scripts? Did you that. sound them out, or was it Braille? Or? You can, there are, Someone read it to you. There you listen to the audio book. There are apps that you can translate it to audio. Okay, so that's what you did. Oh, I was going to say. And then a robot <laughs> goes, interior. <laughs> interior, conference room. Oh, he's room. working on um, Lights are Guantanamo TV series. Oh, great. That'll anyway, be my first job was transcribing an Oliver Stone oh, interview. Nice. Thank you very Yikes. much. <laughs> on an old-fashioned typewriter tape a moviola a tape recorder where i had to i didn't even have the foot pedal i was just hitting stop start rewind stop start rewind were there foot pedals with tape recorders like a sewing machine oh if you're transcribing yeah yeah you could have foot pedals old-fashioned so, you go boom, boom, boom. so instead of going like through 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 with your fingers you could do your feet I kind of prefer that. I love that. Same. But now there's apps, obviously, and I programs on your MacBook that can make it much easier. Love to take advantage of being bipedal. You know, you know who can Same. who can also Venmo $20 is the... Um, Hollywood Reporter. Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> <laughs> you is, owe everybody $20 for every camera The Campbell MacBook um, application um, transcriptions. Mm. Oh. It's very useful. So they can Venmo us ten dollars. Well, it's it's Mac. They can Venmo us a little bit more than that, I think. <laughs> Especially after this, um, this is it. Uh, Haley Steinfeld is yes. playing the young, young Emily, Emily Dickinson. Dickinson in a comedy. No, I mean I love comedy. In a, let me get one thing on the record. I love comedies. Just my, but I love, love that comedy. one. My my wait. What is Haley Steinfeld doing? She's playing Emily Dickinson for in Apple what? for an Apple program in Bumblebee. Yes. 
in Paramount Motion Pictures. And it will be available online in perpetuity <laughs> when she shoots it. It's mm. correct. That's a- it's Tragedy. not in her IMDb, so I don't know what you're talking about. Last night at the Roller Rink. Love Haley, love Emily. There were two don't TVs, and one was, was playing, playing Quiet Passion. The Wedding Planner, and oh. one was playing American Sniper. <laughs> oh, no. Side by Something side. for everybody. Yeah. These are the two Americas right there. Yeah. Oh, no. It was great at the Roller Rink. Did you see the scene with the baby? I'm confused no, where you were. At like where San Vicente breaks off from Venice in like mid city. Were you at Moonlight Rollerway? No, because that's the gay roller night. No, it's um. There's another roller rink in mid city. World of Wheels or something. That's amazing. World of Wheels. World on Wheels. Even no. better. Yeah, it's World on Wheels. Wow. What? Where is what? You know what? I'm I'm thinking about sort of a club where people go to. It's a 19 minute be drive. Little, be a little go. sinful, strap on their roller skates, do something a little bad. I'm thinking about someone something the, that I someone went into the splits. Oh, did yes. someone death drop I, in skates? I screamed. Good, they need the encouragement. <laughs> and did they jump into it? There were some of the most beautiful people there that I have ever seen in my life, and there were people there that clearly came there alone, but had. Like, like this was their right, their Wednesday night. This bar is the big night out that they would see. They, the know they know that they would see people. Yes, and it was just like I got my skates. Yeah, you could tell who had the rented skates because they all looked the same, and who brought their own for skates. sure. But they were all regulars. Mm-hmm. I mean, that reminds me a lot of this scene in Solo, where we meet Lando Calrissian. He's gambling at a table. It's all smoky and lit, like McCabe and Mrs. Miller and Bradford Young is doing some really interesting stuff. And it just feels really lived in in that moment. And it sort of seems like everyone gambles there every Wednesday. You know, you hate the word yeah. lived in. But back to you know what's lived in. My is the roller ring <laughs> is the fucking roller ring. World you know, of wheels. You know, I've never been to a roller ring. <gasps> we have to go in high school. In high school, it was y'all had was those like your thing in high school. Y'all had those. Didn't y'all have those field trips to like? Of course. Skate well, station I didn't. I never whatever. had a field trip to skate station. I did there some, were like birthday. I did some parties. birthday parties. I think I had a birthday party at one. But all of my birthday parties were at ice skating at. Snoopy's Ice Arena because I live in the hometown of Charles Schultz, so everything is Snoopy branded, peanuts flavored. <laughs> mm-hmm. I bad for the would never kids. actually skate. I would just go to the arcades. Nice gamer, gamer, gamer. <laughs> I, I when I got there last night, I planned. I was just gonna sit. I was like, I'm going to the birthday party. I'm not gonna skate, but it was fifteen dollars to enter. And so I was like, well, then I'm going to skate. If you've put down the down payment. I've paid, I have to pay the money to enter the building. I'm going to skate. Absolutely. So then I skated. And I'm glad I did. It was fun. Yeah. And my, See, it's hard my to- friend whose birthday party was, I can say this because she doesn't listen to the podcast. Nice. She, she skates over to me at one point and she whispered <laughs> into my ear. I chose this because then you don't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> and then did she skate and away? And then she skated <laughs> away. Arm forward. Yes. It's so true. It's perfect. You get the you get the glory of inviting everyone. Mm-hmm. And the people that come get the glory of they've gone. But you just skate solitarily. Yeah. Or for, you can break off into groups without yeah, being clicky. Little two mm-hmm. groups. And then like it's just totally natural t- for like someone then to take off from the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No explanation. 
Hmm. This, this reminds me that Maybe I really I'll need to watch They birthday. Shoot Horses, Don't They? Which Oof. I know doesn't take place at a roller rink, but the idea <laughs> They of do it, have, like, laps. In, yeah, it's all in a circle. The dance-a-thon's all in a circle. I haven't seen it either. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I've had the ending I need spoiled to, to me several my... times. In the Jane Fonda documentary, I saw at Sundance, and you, yeah, you must remember this, Jane Fonda miniseries. Like, I have heard the clip of Jane Fonda beep at the end of the film yeah. a what number of times do? now. What's beeping? I'm not going to say. What does she say? Fuck? Cunt? No, she's, that's Sally Field and Norma Ray. Okay, let's talk about that. Ah, the Sally Field. This, Twi- thing, that, this Twi- thing that happened that on legitimized Thursday. legitimized for Twitter. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. This thing that happened on Thursday, May 31st, because you're listening to this in the future. Right. Um, ben, tell us, what did Sally Field tweet? Sally Field tweeted... I'm in control of the time, I'm, I'm Daniel. I'm spying. I'm spying. I'm the captain now. I have the time. Sally Field tweeted... Should I pull it up? Yeah, pull it up. So you know, while you're pulling that up, I'm just going to bring up... Um, you know, I really like... Sing I really song. like um, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, mm-hmm. I think... Um, oh, she's the She's the only... Her droid is the only good... It, Norma Ray, Sally Field. Mm. She's that droid is the Norma Ray Correct. of the galactic universe. Correct. So what did Sally well, Field I, and I, say? And I think that it sparks an important conversation about what Sally Field said. Okay, I mean, let's get back what, to what's important Let me here. say what Sally Field said. She what said, did Sally Field say? She said, Union! thousand <laughs> likes at this point. It's, it's probably her most popular tweet You know she has turned her phone off, put the screen upside down on her nightstand. She doesn't have notifications. She doesn't look at the notifications. She doesn't even know that there are notifications on Twitter. Okay, my premise is wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> She's just tweeting into the void. She thinks it's a one-way operation. It's a Microsoft Word document. She thinks it's her diary. <laughs> I will write these words, and then I will burn them. <laughs> she it's said, Twitter. I almost said it's Twitter, bitch, but she's not a bitch. No. It's I like thought, an endearing I thought you were bitch. saying it as her. Yeah, I did like too. Like saving the Microsoft Excel spreadsheet <laughs> where she puts her thoughts, it's Twitter, bitch. <laughs> oh, I like that better. I like Samantha B a lot, but she's flat wrong. Not flat out wrong. She's, she's flat wrong to call Ivanka a cunt. <laughs> Cunts are powerful, beautiful, nurturing, and honest. 100%. Ugh. No, Oxford comma. (laughs) Well, I think we all know. Well, because she's a journalist at heart, really. Yeah. (laughs) Where do we all stand on the Oxford comma? Getting back to what's important. Get rid of it. Extremely pro. No. You have to have it. Because your English, English literature. Rhythm on the page matters. Distinction on the page matters. Uses Oxford comma, journalism backgrounds, we were taught. Mr. B.A. in journalism. Yeah, Mr. fucking B.A. in journalism. It was... Or is it a BS? Wow. Sounds like bullshit. I don't know science. It was drilled into me that the Oxford comma we do not use as journalists. I think it's clearer to have the Oxford comma. I agree. You're able to delineate and differentiate your nouns in the sentence. Yes. I I don't use it ever. I'm obsessed. Ever. I mean, do I, you also do two spaces after a period? Absolutely not. Never. Neither do I. That's trash. So that that's trash. See, so that's flip, MLA from like it's literally it's literally a waste of space. Yeah. Flip, flip that. We were told also journal as journalists never double space. Your, oh God, I hate it. It, it, it. I when I see it, I want to think of all the paper wasted. You, speaking of first reformed, but yeah. like okay, so 
when you guys were doing like college papers that you didn't give a shit about and you're just trying to reach that 10 page 10 page limit did you do like oh, well, I, I always did you do cared. like a triple space after a no i never did no and did you did you increase did you the increase size? the font size of periods oh no, I, I, didn't I, do I know. That. I we, know that we trick. had so many. I did tricks. play with the kerning. Oh, and just, I don't. I don't mean to be a bitch, but I took a lot of my college papers pretty seriously, and it's no okay. Se- when it, I'm writing one about like yeah, sand, I'm not going to take it seriously, right? But like the science. The, the next thing I was going ed. to say, the next thing I was going to say is that it's no secret to anyone at the table or anyone who listens to the podcast. It just takes me a really fucking long time to make a point. So it was never hard for me to reach ten pages. <laughs> to fill in that college. ten pages. No, it was never a problem at all. It was always a problem. This for me. may not surprise our listeners either, but I didn't care about anything I did in college ever. Not one moment. <laughs> you just chasing cheap thrills and mm-hmm. buffalo bills that was some of the some of my Ooh. heights of drug use nice. my junior year of what, college what drugs were you I using so much time in college All i should probably them. stop touching this cord I'm, it's fine it's a very heavy duty it's an xlr cable it's not that dinky usb blue cable. snowball blue snowball this is not gonna burr, 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 like blow snowball <laughs> this wow. is gonna last but speaking of blow, so you yeah, sort of had a college experience oh, that was rough around the edges. I didn't really do uppers. I've never Girl. really done uppers. What were you doing? Downers. <laughs> what do you think? I what was about doing the- sideways. To Brandon was doing sideways in college. I was doing, no, I was doing sideways in high school. Oh. I was doing sideways in college and then I drank a lot of wine in college. Nice. Oh, I see. What did I drink in college? I drank... Um, well, I was big on gin. That's when my gin downward spiral of life oh. happened. <laughs> clink, clink. Clink. Um, ben just held up his glass of gin. Yeah. Now now I can't do hard liquor. Like, it either puts me to bed or puts me in a different realm of insanity. I, I recently have had to move to liquor because I love wine too much. Mm. And I love trying a lot of different wines. I, I, I have learned a lot about wine over the past four Could or five you years. smell a wine sm- and be like, it's sommelier. oaky? Sure. No, I'm, I, I don't have that type of palate, but I definitely, you know, there. I was at a tasting last year and someone poured me a Pinot and I'm like, wow, this tastes so much like a Merlot. This is kind of a fascinating wine. Like, tell me more about the process here. And they were telling me about it. And I'm like, none of this lines up, but I guess I don't know anything. And then the tasting went on and they came back with another bottle of like, so we accidentally served you the Merlot, and then they gave nice. us a pour of the Pinot. But I can't keep wine in the house because You'll I... You'll guzzle it? Well, no, it's not even that. Um, I won't. I mean, I'll drink like half a bottle, but once I wow. finish... once that's I straight. Yeah. Good but for you. Thank you. <laughs> but only because I want to... I mean, if it's red, then it's a different story because it's going to go bad. But I drink a lot of rosé in the summer, and I'll... Anyway... It's not so much the guzzling, it's that I get excited when I drink wine about what I can try after this. Like, if am I going to get really into rosé from Morvedra? Am I going to get really into Gamay all over again? Like, wow. and then, and then oh, so I, you actually pay attention. Yeah, but it's like, like it's sort of like if you watch, um, so over the weekend I was visiting a friend of Phoenix and we watched a lot of movies, and when he was out coaching speech and debate, I put on the first episode of the Decalogue. And there was no way I wasn't going to watch another episode of the Decalogue after that. Because I'm like, what else does this world have to offer? Mm-hmm. So that's my problem with wine, is that wow. as soon as I finish a bottle, I'm going right back to the wine store and being like, so I liked this. Really? Because yeah. my, like, my, like... So I can't keep it around. I'll just spend so much money. Yeah. My, like, wine purchasing is, like, going to Trader Joe's and finding what lands in the 
three ninety nine to five ninety nine price range. Nice. And there's a well, big if you, variety. If, if you need a good recommendation range. for like a six dollar Rhone blend from Trader Joe's, I have the Cote de Rhone section all sealed up. Is wow. it five ninety nine? I don't go above five ninety nine for my wine. There is one. There is one. There is one that's five ninety nine. Four ninety nine. There's one that's five ninety nine, and it's good. It's like Charles dark Shaw. fruit, earthy. Which but there's one that's six ninety nine. That that, Too that high. dollar makes a huge difference. Too high. The dollar adds depth. I don't want it. Has anyone tried the Charles Shaw Rosé? Actually, yes. False. Yeah, we drank I know a you whole guys bottle. Had it yeah, when we you, did. When you tested these microphones when I was out of town. Mm-hmm. How was? Oh, we have to watch. What are we watching this weekend? Double Indemnity. Nice. My favorite film. Mm-hmm. How fast was it going, officer? I haven't seen it yet. I know. I thought Ben might um, do let's a Let's talk about... What? Because we didn't assign homework for this episode no, because so, we're only talking about Solo here today. Can I talk about some of the movies I've watched So recently? yeah, we were, we, this allowed us, this allowed the film faggots to watch what we like movies to watch. Movies of our choice. So I what did we all watch? I can't tell you how freeing it was to just watch whatever the hell I wanted to yeah. without knowing that I wasn't getting around to American Gigolo. Mm-hmm. I needed the break. Yeah. I saw a Mark Horde over the weekend. Mm. Which is mm. the most I've ever enjoyed mm. a movie in my goddamn life. Wow. Ben and I were talking about it before we were on the mic. Yeah. It's late before, period. When you were late. Late period Fellini. Sorry. Speaking was, of speaking of being late, this I is late period late. Fellini. It is so goofy and warm and nostalgic. And it's a been, sister piece to Cries and Whispers in the way that it was nominated for Academy Awards. Correct. It didn't get Best Picture, but it got It got Best Director. And did y'all see that infamous video of Steven Spielberg not getting a Best Director nomination for Jaws? Jaws. Because Fellini sneaks in with a nostalgia vote for a Mark Ward. And 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 Spielberg's buddy is like, imagine the Godfather not getting a a Best Director nomination. Oh, Fellini beat me, is what he (laughs) says. <laughs> I ended up double featuring that with Terrence Davies' The Long Day Closes, which was mm. accidentally a stroke of genius, just that it's two directors. And, you know, Fellini has been very ladybird about, has been, was, he's dead. He's been very ladybird about a Mark Hord, where it's like, it's not my childhood. Like, there are elements drawn from my childhood, but this small town in Italy, like, these people are not analogs for all the people I grew up with. But come on. So it's, you know, two directors, a di- way different periods in their career. Mm-hmm. Fleeing at the end, Darius at Davies at the start, but applying a heightened cinematic lens onto the good and bad memories of their childhoods, and they investigate it with the sort of style that you know as children they put onto, or at least Davies did anyway, in order to survive like this hard scrabble mm-hmm. life, and for Fellini like to survive fascism, mm-hmm. like these ways that you inject fantastical qualities into your life, whether it, in Fellini's case, like all these fun and games and just pulling pranks in class. And then in Davy's case, like just pretending you are living in a movie, but fucking a Mark Lord, I've never laughed harder in a movie. Really? I just loved it so much. It just made you laugh. It makes me laugh. laugh. All right. I'm going to watch it. You should. I will. Good movie. Good movie, IMO. Good movie, IMO. Good movie. Ben, uh, what was you, what? What were you watching this week? Um, today, you faggot. Today I watched a, a drag movie. <laughs> that reminds me of a uh, friend. Oh of the- yeah, why were you watching Vegas in Space? Did Michael Verratti get to you? Yep. <laughs> he sure did. I knew he friend did. Of the pod. Friend of the pod, pod Michael, Michael Verratti. Has been talking about it and. You enjoyed. Did you watch it at work? Yeah, it was very slow after like four o'clock today. It's like my boss was working on something very intensely that like took up a lot of time that ended at like noon today, mm. and then 
the rest of the day was just like gravy. Was yeah. it BDSM related? Is that why you watched it? Or no, you just I just, just pure it was just curiosity. For it was just something that I was like, I can I can watch this at work. What's it called? Vegas in space. In space. Uh huh. I wonder it, if that makes me think of anything. It was made in '91. It's just it's all drag queens. It's Manos, the hands of fate level production quality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's so fun. You watch it's it. It's stupid, and they're going to the planet Clitoris. I love that. to the capital city Vegas in space, mm. and they start as men, and they have to become women because only women are allowed on the planet. It's I know. cute. Yeah, and there's like a little bit about like we have to like educate humans about women's place in society and where they should be and it's like oh that's an interesting idea but it doesn't like do it enough to like be a special film but they said it so at yes. least they were thinking about a social the statement topic. they could make yeah. in the film good intention and there are a few cute jokes i want to watch i it. love a cute joke i know cute. and then i watched i watched cronenberg's crash talk mm. about and i watched video drum this weekend total co- total coincidence speaking of wounds Speaking of, and, I didn't and, realize and video, video drama too. Wounds getting fucked. Yeah, does Holly Hunter? Fuck there are a not wound? wounds getting fucked, but there are. That's more video drama where there's like a belly vagina that James Wood sticks oh. guns and videotapes and all sorts of stuff That's in. Hot. It's rough. There are just in a people with wounds fucking. Oh, they don't fuck the wound. No. That's but we were talking about it before we got a mic. That's what I thought it was too, Brandon. I thought they fucked. Each other's wound holes. Unless I like turned away for a minute. I There's a scene in Videodrome. Oh, where... it's just people wounded fucking. Yeah. Oh. Fine. James Woods and Debbie Harry are fucking in that Debbie Harry in a room that is completely lit with red gels. It's like a vision of hell, and the TV is on in the background, and he pierces her ears, and it's like extreme close-ups like on the ear and just like the needle going right through this is video drone yeah nice i was so sick to my stomach watching it i loved it so much oh look at you both watching david cronenberg films completely coincidentally coincidentally were you watching crash for your video that was for the bdsm thing that was got it very interesting yes what did i watch what did you pull up the uh leave her to heaven Letterboxd. Oh, talk I did about watch that. Lear- yeah, uh, Diary of a Scorpio. <laughs> it was. Um, it's a very good joke. It was very enjoyable. Um, what else have I been watching? I like when she throws herself down the stairs. Same. Leave Her to Heaven is such an interesting movie because it's like it really asks you to relate to her. Mm-hmm. Not she is the, the hero. The movie is about patriarchy. But because it was made in 1945, she has to die and the hammer has to come down at the right. end. But don't don't you think she has the last laugh yes. in the end? Yes. Yes. But it does have this like sweeping end shot where he becomes united with the cousin. Right. Right. And it's like it just that's has only to there have that because it's I, 1945. My mm-hmm. favorite thing about Leave Her to Heaven it, it's not colors. my favorite thing. That's part of it. It's just like it's Speaking so. It color. is garish. It is poisonous. It is like, it, it's it's part of what lulls you into this really dark story. Is that mm-hmm. there's nothing dark about it. The way yeah. it looks, but on the visuals, it's also. I mean, it's like five different genres La at boner. once. One of which is that it's just like an on location epic. Yeah, and 
in the beginning when we're on that train barreling through the desert, that we start in that type of vivid scenery and then we eventually move our way up to like New England. Yeah. And like we're in the South for a second too, I think. But um we're like on horses. We're everywhere. In oh, the mountain. When she stuff. when she is spreading her father's ashes yeah. while bouncing up and down on that horse. Speaking oh, of a Mark War. Yes. Yeah. I loved all the horses scenes. Yeah. Speaking of horses. Horses I am oh. Here we are, back again. More horses. Yeah. I just yeah, love all the landscapes. She, are just... Every decision she makes is to escape patriarchy and everything. She is only she is bristling against what men are telling her to do. Mm-hmm. And if men weren't telling her what to do, she wouldn't have done the shit that she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leave her alone. Yep. I remember I saw that on when my her trade. mom says she can't help her feelings. It's a lot. Yeah. It's very emotional. It's very Scorpio. She can't very, help it. She can't help how she feels. She just she acts. <laughs> she manipulates. <laughs> she just, that's her. Mm-hmm. And she lets the child drown. Oh man, that's so good. <laughs> me and you going for a swim. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Do you just let me drown? Yes. Wow. I wouldn't, but much. I'm not a Scorpio. Thank you very much. I'd consider it. I would be up in the house <laughs> doing my stupid writing. I would miss the whole thing. <laughs> like, where'd Brandon go? <laughs> drowned, because Ben what? let me drown. Oh! You At can the last out. minute, I'd be like, Brandon! <laughs> for, for Daniel to hear. <laughs> and I'd fall for it. <laughs> For a, for a time. Well, Brandon, time. you uh, you swam almost the leg. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Do it. Dies. Uh, and she's uh, slowly paddling. Mm-hmm. Oh, here I I'll, I'm watching you. Jean and Tierney she is gets so close to him too. <laughs> yeah, in <the> wide shot. <laughs> I love it. It's so rough. It's so mean. It's a really mean movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jean Tierney, I think, is one of my favorite actresses between this and Laura. She has been not forgotten to history, but like she doesn't have. She doesn't get her due. I mean, she's she's remembered as a beauty. Yeah, but in Laura and in Leave Her to Heaven, she is playing this placid surface that is concealing all these monsters, and she's playing everybody. And Mm -hmm. the way that she's able to change faces without really changing her face, right, is a tremendous skill. Mm -hmm. I think she's fantastic. She's wonderful. What else did you watch, Brandon? Bo Travai. Oh. What? Yeah. Huh? Uh? Diddy? Diddy? Huh? Get it? What? Just huh? a rhyme. Just a, just a fun rhyme. Nice. I watched it. It wasn't the this best. This is the rhythm of it. Did it leave you dancing? Did you leave the theater Holy dancing? Oh Shit. No, I am a little sad. It is the greatest ending in cinematic history. <laughs> yes. It, it is, is the second best male performance of all time. The it first is best cool. is Denis Levant and Holy Motors. Okay. Oh, I still need to see wow. Holy Motors. They're not. I mean, I I'm, obviously, I don't actually think that, but he's oh, the fucking best. Denis Levant and Holy Motors. Oh, I yeah. need to see it. We should do a Holy Motors episode. I thought you'd seen Holy Motors. That we talked about it. No, I've it I've been meaning to see it for years. I know Ben doesn't need it, but if you want to borrow my physical media, I'd be happy to yeah. fork it over. We can do a trade. We can do a barter. Well, I'll do a trade. I'll give you. The Days of Heaven I've never watched, yes. and I'll take Holy Motors. Yeah, and Twin um, Peaks. Don't sacrifice Twin Peaks. No, no, no. B- and I'll ben, get Twin this Peaks. Is not, you're, you're not in this conversation. <laughs> don't, Let us barter. Don't don't, don't whisper in his ear. Don't Let whisper in his ear. Let us barter. Um, no, Bo Let Chibai, Bramble barter. Bo Chibai really. Um, oh yeah. 
It's really, it's I'm glad I've seen it now. Yeah, really irons out some of the kinks and toxic oh, masculinity. Yeah. It's it's really, really good. The, it's, it's so poetic. Because they're just, doing yoga. Yeah. Hey, the first time Ben and I ever met face to face was we were in between Cena Boat Trevice families. It was All right. rest we're going, in not peace. We were going to different screenings. Rest in hell. Uh, truly. Yeah, I went to the 7 o'clock and Ben went to the 9.30 or something Oh like my that. God, that's right. So we we quickly had a beer, quickly. In between. Up God, the I almost went to that screening. I should have because... Your you roommate know, went. I went watching it. Joe went. Watching the pod, it Joe. on my laptop on some like shitty quality... They projected it in... in it was uh, it was thirty it was thirty five. How did I watch too. it? I don't it know. It was in thirty five millimeter. I don't know. How did I how did I watch it? I don't know. I don't know. But the quality wasn't that good. I watched Lolita for the first oh, time. I seen that wow. One. Phenomenal. So since you guys haven't seen it, I won't really it's say my favorite book. about it. Really? Mm-hmm. I will say that as the a pedophilia f- book is my favorite book. Speaking of the movie does an incredible job of making you complicit in this. What? The movie does an amazing job of making you complicit in mm. Humbert Humbert's desire. Mm-hmm. Not that I mean, I don't. I, I'd be so fascinated to know to be like to watch that movie as a straight man be, or um, as a lesbian because mm-hmm. I am not sexually attracted to um, Sue Lyon whatsoever. But I still, it's still within. She's the object of desire, so I know the language of it. But I never really was like I'm crossing a line with him. Right, but. Obviously, she was cast for a certain look. But what's amazing about Lolita, and I think I can say this without it ruining anything, is that it's an independent production, but it looks like... I'm just ignoring Leon. It looks like... <laughs> no, it's just you. because I just yawned, too. It looks like a classic Hollywood uh, black and white melodrama. It is uh-huh. told in the visual style of the small-town America women's picture melodrama. And so... It, Putting it in this very conservative, and of course, like Kubrick is still doing like really wild things. Like there's the scene of the high school dance, which like there's a lot of like that type of iconography. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene of the high school dance where we've got four adults in the foreground of the frame, and then like fifty dancing teens behind who are out of like just slightly out of focus, and they are just buzzing all around like static behind them at the same time, or, or like while these adults are having a conversation. So there's just this incredible backdrop going on, which doesn't call attention to itself when you really think about it, like. The, the frame is just buzzing with energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the way that it subverts that language becomes really interesting. And I don't really think Peter Sellers is very good in the movie, and he's what keeps me from like wow. thinking it's amazing. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I just love well, Peter pe- Sellers. I do too. But, the, but people say about that performance is he's just in another movie, and it's mm. true. It reminded me of Jonah Hill and The Wolf of Wall Street, which is an example I've brought up before, to, right. mu- to, much, acc- to much acclaim. And you're not correct To, to much acclaim at the table. That Scorsese oh. just like let him go. and Did he get an Oscar nomination for that? I believe I incorrectly said he won Once Upon a Time. I think I said he has two Oscars at one point on the show. You did. You said he won two Oscars. Hasn't he won zero? Correct. Correct. <laughs> what? But I, I watched Alita. What else did I watch? I watched Yee Yee. Oh, yeah. Wow. Talk about a movie that I quietly changed Yee. my life. Like, an, I don't, I, maybe Ben and I can it's talk about this for a little I bit. Isn't that in front of the pod, Matt Farmer's like, favorite movie ever? Yes, it is. They're front of the pod. There's a moment about an hour into the movie, and it's you're just following this family in Taipei. It's a, 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 no a patriarch, spoilers. a matriarch, a teenage daughter, a seven-year-old boy. 
their neighbors, um, their extended family members. It's amazing. But it's just, it just follows their lives. And about an hour into the film, I realized like, one, I've completely, my my body has been completely, like my DNA has changed. It is now like going to the rhythm of the film. But it also just, I realized. Isn't it like three hours long? Yeah, Yeah, actually, it's three hours long. But it also like, I could feel it quietly changing my life while it was going on. I mean, it it is... There's a moment I that I, I I remembered um, I remember that Yigi was on A.O. Scott and Manuel Darcy's uh, top twenty five of the century, mm. and so I reread that list, having seen the film, and I was so happy they spotlighted what I think is the most moving part of the movie, which is that the father is doing something, and then we are cutting to his daughter doing a thing. Basically, say I, no I'm, more because I want to watch it. But it creates this incredible intergenerational dialogue that made me cry. You know what I do remember about this movie? The overpass outside their house. The the thing that I think Damien Chazelle probably ripped off. <laughs> oh, don't say anymore. Which, by the way, is I I thought that too uh, when I was watching uh-huh. it. All right, talk. Uh, I will away say from me. There was a photo of me that went on Facebook today from a meeting I was at, and you see the back of my head, and I had a moment and having ju- really ha- having just watched G- having just watched Gigi. I had a moment seeing Wait, a picture of the back of my head. It. What's the moment? The, a girl walking in front of a movie uh, in class. Yeah. Oh, okay. The MS- I, I figured it was that moment anyway. I love Yang Yang, the little boy, so, He's so good. much. It's very cute. He's adorable, He's... but he all, the scene when he has the camera and he's taking pictures of all the mosquitoes mm. around the apartment, mm-hmm. and then later when that terrible teacher of his like so yang yang is amazing he's such like a little rebel like when it's nap time he sneaks out of school gets his photos developed and then his teacher snatches them and is like this is trash Mm -hmm. and then hands them to like all of his classmates being like look at look at your peers artwork and it's just speaking of this wasn't autobiographical right oh god yeah even though it's a contemporary film Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean like yang yang yeah come on Mm -hmm. yee yang yang yeah, Ting Ting though really is the is my favorite character. I think Which the, one is the that? teenage girl, oh, okay. the teenage girl who was ex- who was dating for the first time and having trouble with her best friend. Yeah. And, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched and I rewatched watch and I rewatched Tony Erdman. It's such it's your thing. Yeah. It's people living their lives. I need to I need to see it. I, yeah. It's been on my list for many moons. It's an it's an intimidating movie though, right? Because three, three hours. But it is one of the most pleasant movie going experiences how I've ever length had. Upsets us so much. It doesn't upset me anymore. I, honestly, it upsets I, me. I think Tony Erdman was the movie that made me I stop worrying about you. it, which I also just rewatched. Oh, I had plan, a rewatch. We were gonna double Yee and Tony. Yes, Brandon. It's a movie that have either of you seen The Descent? No, no, I haven't. The 2005 horror film. No, but I hear it's very good. It is very good. Is it also three hours? Is it a regular Jean Dielman? No, it is a crisp hour 40, It maybe. is people descending in excruciating <laughs> slow detail. <laughs> and, then they, yes. and then they come across some chuds. Yes, yes. And um, I don't know. But it's good. It's great. I loved it. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater in 2005 it was my first legal now here we are 13 years later 13 years later it was my first legal r-rated movie oh. wow brandon's legal oh yes 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 yeah. and i also watched um 
Mamma Mia twice. Nice. <laughs> did you really? So I I didn't know if you actually watched it twice or. Oh, I. Just because you loved it so much? I actually watched it twice. Because you loved it so much. Mamma Mia. Because it put Here me in such a good mood. And then my, the next my, day, I, I was in a bad mood. And I was like, Mama you know what's going to cheer me right up? Boop. Here I go again. Here I go again. Um, I will say, friend of the pod, Jorge Molina and I, last year we we uh, we brought two bottles of Moscato to Barnstall Art Park where they shot the finale of mm. Big Little Lies. This was like, in, like a Friday afternoon or something and listened to All of Abigold on repeat and drank Moscato in the middle of the afternoon. It was After really nice. I double watched Mamma Mia, you know what I've been listening to on repeat? Double watched. Abigold, Abigold. Hell yeah. I grew up with that. Uh, it's My so good. My parents were ABBA fans. It's I saw Mamma Mia on. Did hits. anyone ever? I know. So you probably didn't, Brandon, since this was. New I was to you. not an ABBA gay until. Ben, have you ever seen Mamma Mia live on May stage? May 25th. <laughs> I saw Mamma Mia live on stage, the national tour in Dayton, Ohio. And I'll tell wow. you, I'll tell you this. By the time that curtain call was going, that audience was on its feet. Oh, I believe it. We were dancing, and then yeah. we got a spaghetti dinner afterwards because we were so lit. Mm. Nice. Ooh, I, so I saw Mamma Mia. I, I will always remember this experience. I won't go through all of it, but we go into the Victoria Theater in downtown Dayton, the historic theater where the national tours would come before the big theater was built across the street. And it was snowing. It was like January. It was snowing when we went in. Mm. And I had a feeling, I think we're going to get a snow day tomorrow. I'm pretty sure this Sunday night screening or theatre going of Mamma Mia is not going to be the end of my weekend. And I did not go to school the next day. Nice. Wow. I love shit like that. I love nice. snow. Any story that involves snow. Well, the cover of Ma- or the poster for Mamma Mia on stage is the Amanda Seyfried character in a wedding dress. And so it's like all white. Mm-hmm. So talk about a winter wonderland. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I tell you a, a snow story? Of course. Sure. So Is it about uh, Ben's college days? Oh. What? <laughs> Oh, I already said I don't do offers. Only um, prescription pills that make me fall asleep. I went to school in East Lansing, Michigan, and the closest theater that was playing The Wrestler was thirty minutes away. And I asked to borrow my friends, the friend I was taking with me to see Wrestler. We borrowed her car because I didn't have a car at the time. It was uh, freshman year. Uh, car to drive thirty minutes. And you went down to heavy snowstorm. Thank you. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Heavy wow. snowstorm. And I was like, "No, we're still gonna go. I have to see the wrestler." Yes. She was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "No, gotta see the wrestler." We spun out on the freeway. <gasps> faced I mean, the other you way. Tell the tale. That's my biggest fear. That's my recurring nightmare. Faced the other way. Hit like the barrier thing. No, we were like, we were like. 20 minutes there. Your stories always are so real, Brandon. And then she was like, should we go back? And I was like, no. <laughs> and we still went to see The Wrestler. Oh, my speaking God. Of, speaking of backs of heads, we had, submitted to The Wrestler. We ha- we had some paninis. Nice. And then we still went to see The Wrestler. You had a press, and then you had a good crush. It's a very young person thing to do. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. So my, my wrestler story is not even a story, and it's not anywhere as dramatic as that, but... 
that came out when I was living in England, and the only theater oh, that was yeah, playing... Oh, yeah, all these movies coming out when you're in London town. Mm-hmm. And the only theater to see... Because I was, I was not in the city, I was in the suburbs of the city. And the only theater nearby to, that The Wrestler was playing in was like 30 minutes away. So, And I, that's the only time I ever went to that theater. So I also drove 30 minutes out of my way to... That's where Brandon was. Did we watch The Wrestler at the same place? <laughs> yes. Some sort of interdimensional, intercontinental... <laughs> yeah. We did discover the back of Mickey Rourke. It was like your name, the movie Your Name. (laughs) You were both. I have been inside you, and you have been inside me. I fucking love Your Name. You know that moment in The Wrestler when Mickey Rourke punches the meat grinder? Uh That's what opened the dimension that allowed us to be in the same theater. He opened a wormhole by punching that meat grinder and bleeding for and bleeding for this. They bled for that. Oh, promo. You know what? Um. Uh, the that scene in the wrestler reminds me of um the scene in Solo when um uh who uh, who's the character who um are there characters you know I just can't no, remember but anyway I never thought I'd um, like Rogue One more than mm-hmm. this thing but at least Rogue One is characters that mm-hmm. I was invested in mm-hmm. but back to back to the contemporary cinema what do we think about Mother we would we speaking of Aronofsky we were oh. gonna do a Mother episode last year and then we, I said no we need about... another week before we get on the microphone oh we couldn't talk about Mother on well wait we can't talk about Mother because it's a Paramount movie we still we it, Mother's vetoed yeah but speaking of Mother Mother oh because because the, the other wrestler. the other I was gonna say the other. I thought I was gonna take it back to Mamma Mia. Movies oh, sure. Keep it relevant. Exclamation oh. points in the title. Yes. True. That's it. That's all I got. Just like Jean Dillman. <laughs> Exclamation <laughs> point. Ten eighty. Kaidu Commerce. Bruxelles. Yes. And there are four exclamation points. It's a bold <laughs> choice. It's a bold choice. It's the liveliest I watched for a while. Oh, I watched the tale. It's like the Shania Twain classic song. Up, up, up. Waiter, exclamation point. Bring me water, exclamation point. That's a song? Yes. That's Is a- it like Schneider- Barbara, exclamation point. The memories, exclamation point. <laughs> No, it's <laughs> the, music, the memories. The memories. The, da, 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 the, the memories. Memories. Da, da, da. The music. Da, 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 da. The magic. The masterpiece. <laughs> That's a masterpiece. Speaking of magic, Brandon. Directed by Barbara Streisand. Speaking of magic, Brandon, I think it might be wise of us to get onto the topic of a long-running franchise that everyone has different favorites of. I'm dying to know your Harry Potter ranking. Oh. Really? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's important that on this episode, more than any other episode, we really talk about a beloved sort of genre franchise that is good oh, for the youths, good certainly. for the family. I'd be really mm-hmm. curious to know your Harry Potter rankings. Wow. Well, did you know I already had one ready to go? <laughs> Bitch, you know I did. <laughs> well, well as someone, Ben, who doesn't like any of the Harry Potter movies. No, I and do like someone. Ben doesn't like anything. Yeah, all right, go away. Daniel, what's your take on the Harry Potter movies as movies? I like them. I've never thought about them. Great. I, I think like about them. them all the time because I'm that bitch. Nice. You're not that bitch, you're that bitch. At least I don't talk about Pottermore, which no oh. longer exists. Oh. I took Pottermore to get sorted. Yes, and then deleted it. Do y'all want to know what I got? What'd you get? Guess. Ravenclaw. What do you think, Ben? That's what I would have guessed, too. No, I got Gryffindor. Nice. You know, I saw a... a Guess what I got. Slytherin. Slytherin. Stupid fucking Scorpio. Brandon, did you get Ravenclaw? I got Gryffindor. 
Hello. No, I didn't. No, I got Ravenclaw. I'm sorry. Nice. I got Ravenclaw. Um, By the way, Gryffindors are the worst. That's the worst house to be in. Why? Did y'all see the Hermione ballroom twerking? No. (laughs) What? You haven't seen this? (laughs) No, you're lit. Holy shit. What is it? It's this girl at some convention dressed up as Hermione, and this like techno beat of a Super Mario song plays. It's like, and she is just like fucking like ballroom disco dancing with a wand and like, like, holy shit. I love that. It's yeah. so good. Go on Twitter. You'll Lydia see it. Saw. Scroll for like two minutes. You'll find it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. <laughs> heard of it. Heard of it. Your ranking? I hold my iced coffee like that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Before her. Um. My ranking is. I want to say From something about. I want to say something about Harry Potter. Oh, like a spinoff? You know, because they're making spinoffs now. So like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Something about sorting... Oh, fuck those movies now, because Johnny Depp's still in it. Right. Um, oh, there's a stand-up thing where, um, which is relevant to us, relevant to me mostly, is, you know, we grew up with Harry Potter the books. Of course. So now we are 30-year-old right. men and women still being like, what are you, Gryffindor? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I like I'm the one who asked, but I'm but, tired of but it. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we all do it, and we don't think it's weird, but, like, it's weird. if you see, like, if you look outward in on us, mm-hmm. like, as 30-year-old men and women doing this, it's like... Like, Kang and Kodos looking at Earth, seeing this happening. So I saw this, like, stand-up bit, and this guy made that joke, and I was like, accurate. Um... I love the scene in Boyhood when they go to the midnight book release for Harry Potter. Because mm-hmm. I think it's Gobbled of Fire. But I, I Gobbled of Fire I was that. like the first massive release. Yes, and it was the yeah. biggest one yet. Like the, 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 the leap of van, like it got press. But just compare the length. It. Yeah, Azkaban is like three hundred pages. Gobbled uh-huh. of Fire is like eight hundred. And there was like two years in between. Yeah. Do you want my ranking? Yeah, of course. From the bottom, the worst one is, speaking of, Goblet of Fire. Yes. People don't like that one. I don't remember it. Why is their hair so long? I don't know. That is the worst movie. I truly don't remember the film. It's bad. It's too long. It's bloated. It's bad. I don't remember the film. Who directed that? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was still Chris Columbus. No. No. He only did the first two. Oh, Mike Newell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Seven, mm. Order of the Phoenix. Don't remember that. So that one struggles. Disagree. That one struggles for me. <laughs> yeah, please. With the transition from the light heartedness mm. to the to the dark path that the remainder will take. Right. I disagree. I think it's the best Harry Potter movie. Mo- I think it's the worst book. I think it's the best movie. A lot of don't, people. I a lot of more it. people agree with you, Ben, than they would with me. A lot of people like Order of the I think Phoenix. I like the Half-Blood Prince the best. We'll it's get fun. we'll to get there. We'll get there. Okay. Fun. Uh number six is Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. I know that movie. Number I remember five that movie. is Sorcerer's Stone. Number yeah. four Good is Good movie. Number four. This is also controversial. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. It's oh. all fan service. It's all fan service. It's all climactic battle. It doesn't do you it. Get through Saw that in London. Of the book in the first one. Yeah. Correct. Number it's all three. Just fighting. Number By the way, three. Saw that in London. Um, Stop and, seeing movies in London. Just hold on. This is interesting. It it's, reminds you of a simpler time. 
they didn't really do midnight movies over there the way that we do them over here. And I had a number of really good friends who were studying abroad in London the next semester and had moved to England that like at the beginning of the summer. So I was there. I was home for the summer. They were there for the summer. It was wonderful. They were big Harry Potter people. And I was like, yeah, I definitely want to see this. And so there was one theater. There was probably more than one, but there was like one theater that we found in London that was playing this movie at midnight. Mm -hmm. And isn't that sort of a wild concept? The last Harry Potter film. Think about what a huge cultural moment it was. Yeah. And in the country where it takes place, you had to struggle to find a midnight screen. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. It is surprising. My it's first weird. my first good anecdote. Was it hard to get into? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's uh -uh. wild. They don't really have stands there the way that we do. <laughs> that's the thing. Oh no, none of that. We have you know? stand culture. No nobody yeah. is eating Here in like, America. You know, a Tupperware curry in line. You know, that's right. not happening. <laughs> um Number three is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One, which is a better movie than part I like two. the puppet sequence. I like the puppet sequence. The Shadow I don't Puppets. I remember that. Oh, I know what you're talking the about. The story of the, the wand or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number yeah. two is... Uh, Can I guess? Alfonso Cuarón's wow. Prisoner of Azkaban. That's a movie that wow. is great. What, is that I too high or too No, I just wow that... Order, not Order of... Uh, Half-Blood Prince is number one. Half-Blood Prince is number it's one. It's a beautifully shot movie. Nominated for tell, Best Cinematography at the Academy tell, Awards. It's a very yes, good movie. And the Academy Correct. Awards, as we've established, have never made a mistake. Right. What I will say about that is um, directed by David Yates. I think David Yates is the best director of the Harry Potter series, except maybe probably Alfonso. Um, he did half. But literally half. Mm -hmm. He did it's half more of his them. vision than anyone else's. Mm -hmm. It was the best combination of writer-director on the Harry Potter movies, I think. Um, and it includes my favorite scene in all eight of all eight Harry Potter movies. It includes my favorite scene. What is yeah. it? Which is an emotional moment where Hermione is sad. Yes. About Ron. Yes. And she's sitting on the steps mm -hmm. and whatever part of the score is playing is mm -hmm. really good. And there's those birds chirping. It is so. There's, and I believe there's some monkeys chittering. Yeah. There's probably. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, thank you. Um, oh, my God. Aguirre, the wrath of good. Thank you. I was going to say Aguirre thank the you. Wrath of thank dog. you, Aguirre. Um, yeah, it's so beautiful. I love that scene a lot. My I favorite know. scene in all of Harry Potter is the ending of five. Is the climax. What happens? When he falls through the curtain and Sirius dies. Or oh, no. that's a good movie. No, but it's when... Uh, <laughs> I remember, okay. I just, I just he remember He comes the movie. to life. That's it's a good when movie. when Voldemort... <laughs> Smashes all the glass. Oh, in the see, room. that I, makes me think about Charlize Theron and Snow White and the Huntsman screaming with yeah. the black goo coming out of yeah, her yeah, mouth, yeah. all the mirror shattering. I do need to rewatch Arms number five. I should say, for the record, I've only seen each Harry Potter movie once in the theater. I've probably seen. So I'm only going on my initial. Your memory is all alone in the reaction. moonlight. I haven't seen, I've probably seen Half-Blood Prince the most, but the most is probably only like four times. The rest mm. I've probably seen between- Only four times? Who are you? What do you mean only? I feel like there are people in this earth who have watched the ABC Family, you know, yeah. marathon and have seen each one 10 times. Right. Yes. There are sure. people that listen to this podcast that that's probably true of. <laughs> and we should celebrate them. And no Tino well, shade, no hello. pink lemonade, but <laughs> Let's good for you. That. <laughs> All right, we're going to go by name. Well, actually, we can't do that because we don't, by we don't know name. who those people are. Never mind. 
I want to talk about another franchise. We don't have to talk about this for too long, but another franchise that recently put out a prequel about its lead character, a character that has been too much acclaimed, sort of kickstarted this actor's career. Solo? I know. I, of course, want to talk about the young Sheldon. Oh, I thought... (laughs) I was going to make a dumb joke. I'm not going to make it. Well, let's talk about the young Sheldon a little bit. Now, you two watch more TV than me. No, because that makes me think of something else that just happened, and it's just going to make my blood boil. Well, this is the only show I watch on television, so maybe I could talk a little bit. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Is it bad? Should the I know R of it all. You know where what's the Bill Prady comes from. Who's Bill Prady? The creator of the Big Bang Theory. No. Did he create? Is he Roseanne? Yeah. He's one of the Roseanne alumni. Ugh. Well. I can't even begin. Let's talk about Samantha Bee instead. How, how could he do we that to young Sheldon? I know. His career in front of him. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Curious about the world. Whip smart, oh, probably on the spectrum. That dumb bitch is going to end up in Big, Big Little, Little Lies, Lies too, mm. Looking weirdly too old. <laughs> and Shailene Woolley's going to be like, why did my son age so much? Why did my son grow a bow tie from his neck? <laughs> he has an extra appendage and hey, it's plaid. Hey, hey, um, what's his name? Iggy? Izzy? Izzy. Iggy Azalea? What's his name? Izzy. Izzy Uper. Izzy Hoops. I think it's Izzy. Izzy? Iggy? Izzy Hoops. Iggy? It's Izzy. Bowie? It's Izzy. It's, it's Iggy. Iggy, take that bow tie off. She tries to remove it. Ah, it's attached. Very Cronenbergian. And then her and Sam Claflin get on a boat and become stranded and die in the sea. Is wow. Sam Claflin in the new series? I'm talking about the motion picture Adrift. Is what the what hell is that? <laughs> you don't know about the motion picture Adrift? Is that Starring in the Shailene... Shallow's Extended Universe? What is Adrift? Yes. How long have we been recording? Oh my god. <laughs> We have to go. Jesus. Wait, no, I just can, can I just close out this bit? Yes. What bit? It's the, the bit you started. There's where no bit. Adrift. What bit? Adrift, the shallows, and 35 meters down exist in the same cinematic universe. They and all, weirdly, Babette's they, beast. They all exist in the same ocean. Mandy Moore's trapped under the sea. Blake Lively's trapped on some rocks. And then uh, Shailene Woolley's trapped further into the sea with Sam Claflin on a boat. I love that. And I believe that Mamma Mia is also part of this universe because that's sort of the rocky the beach. Rocks. <laughs> yes. Nice. So, um, well, yeah, Ben, what's up? What, this, this are been, we done? Yeah. This okay. Awesome. This was productive. Me just being like, I'm ready for bed. So I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, my name is Ben Empey. What episode has this been? This is the solo episode. We got into some really in-depth cinematic and philosophical things yeah i feel like we really film yeah you know i really love movies that ask how best to play the game yeah Yeah. you know like don't trust don't don't you want to win the game don't trust anyone don't trust anyone you know i'll return a good movie that puts a team together yeah i'll i'll return to that theme with my sign off we love a (laughs) ragtag group of rebels scoundrels you know what God, movie? You know what movie Rebels. really skewers that motif? Hmm. I the Young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> CBS's Young Sheldon. Correct. <laughs> Deadpool two. Um, uh, wait, hold on, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on one second. Just, just one second, please. So, Ben, if I'm to understand this correctly, once Brandon and I pack up our stuff and get the hell out of here, <laughs> you're gonna be all alone. 
Is that right? I'm gonna, You're gonna I'm, be all alone. I'm gonna be alone. Well, You're gonna be. Well, then we ought to call. I, we ought to call you Ben Solo. I don't have any people. Well, <laughs> Solo. Ben Solo. That's your name now. That's your name now. Remember. <laughs> And this Brandon, has been the and Brandon, second episode of and ben, ben is Ben Solo. I am. Yes. <laughs> and Brandon, what's your name? Brandon Kirby. My Ugh. name's Amelia Clark, who I just remembered. Oh, she was is in bad. Solo. I'll t- I'll quickly say about Amelia Clark in this oh, movie. Oh rip! So she really should have been playing with allegiances here. Like she really should have been pulling fast ones on us left and right to really drill home the heartbreak that should make Han Solo into Han Solo. We don't need a movie where everyone's like, don't trust anybody. That's not how you play the game. All we need is the love of his life to betray him. And then, you know, that's not how I would tell the story, but use what you've got on the table here. That is how you have Han Solo learn not to trust anybody. Not because Woody Harrelson's like, don't trust anybody, kid. I still can't believe this movie asks us to invest in a Han Solo romance that is not Leia. Leia. I cannot believe that's the route they took. What would have been great is if we thought maybe like she was going to die or something. Guys, like, uh, I want to get to the heart of the matter. In the Heart of the Sea? Ron Howard's previous film? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Love to make Brandon Ron laugh. Howard was just like, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to get in here. going to make a <laughs> Star Wars man. I'm going to call Paul Bettany. <laughs> Starve in the Heart of the Sea. Get him in here. And Mr. he's gonna he's gonna be our villain. He's Mr. Gonna be Jennifer good. Connelly. <coughs> I'm dying. Didn't All they right, realize I'm Brandon Kirby. Wait, Brandon Kirby. That's uh, that's kind of a mouthful. Brandon Kirby. We're gonna have to think of something else to call you. Ooh, call I'm me. not saying that every time. Bramble. <laughs> Bramby. Chewbacca. That's a lot. It's three syllables. I'm, ca- I'm going to call you Bramby from now on. Bramby. Thank you. Well, Bramby and I infam- infamously met in a, you know, in a muddy torture pit. Mm. I was talking too long on the microphone that and I got shoved into the pit. Gouge my eyes out and end my life in the theater. That's the only part of the I wanted I to take yeah, people the, like woman's, that. I didn't love it. the woman's knitting needles from next to me and, and stab them into your eye. <laughs> Just like killing Eve. Speaking of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Speaking, speaking of Oedipus. Solo. Spoiler, I've only seen the pilot. I've watched two. Oh. Does someone get skewered with a knitting needle? In the pilot. <laughs> She's very Edgar Wright. She poisoned. Very hot fuzz. Oh. In right, the eye. Wait, is right that what Killing eye. Eve is? What? I don't want to watch that. It's, it's an assassin. It has show. killing in the title. I thought it was like sort of a kind thing. It's an assassin show. It evolves. Okay. Cool. Into an exploration of female sexuality and friendship. Into Get over that. it. No, I'm into that. I mean, the only other show I watch on TV also covers that terrain. That would be The Young Sheldon. So it'll be kind of weird to double up on it's my... Sandra Oh trying to find an assassin who's killing a lot of people. And Fiona Shaw's helping her. Oh, so she's not the assassin. No. Oh, great. No, I meant... I thought you were saying, like, it's like Sandra Oh stabbing people no. in the eyes with knitting needles. It's I'm Sandra like, Oh. Okay. Sandra Oh eating a croissant part in of a MI6 boardroom. Trying oh. to figure out what's happening. Is she doing a British accent? No. No. Okay, still. It's it's referenced in episode two. She was born in England. She was raised in America. She came Now back. she's back. Yeah. Now I'm the one back trying in to business. wrap it up. Yeah. All right. I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at BK Kirby. I'm Daniel Crook. I am sick and tired of movies telling us not to trust people. Don't trust them. That's not how you play the game. This is the most corrosive effect that Game of Thrones has had on entertainment. Everything now in genre is about don't trust. That's not. You want to win this game? 
Only look out for number one. Only look out for number solo over here. What I'm I tell on the you, internet. Don't trust anyone. At Daniel Crook. I'm only going to watch a Mark Court from now on. It's the only movie nice. I'll ever put in front of my eyes. Wow. I love Congrats. a movie about farts that turns into a movie about fascism. Yeah. Excuse me. There's fart jokes. Brandon, yes. Brandon, there's yeah. a, let me, that's my favorite. This is a little gross. Symphony yeah. of farts. There's also, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring that's up. That's my favorite genre is Let farts. me bring up a moment. So there, there is, there's a family dinner scene that turns into a family fight scene. We've got daddy. We've got mommy. We've got brother. We've got sister. Do they fart? Grandpa is also at the table and he excuses himself from the fight because he doesn't want to, you know what I'm talking about, Ben? Because he doesn't want to be a part of it. We follow Grandpa into the other room where he grabs on to like a table and a chest and dips his ass to the ground and lets out a, he rips a huge fart. And then we cut back to the fight. Fellini decided this was an important detail to yes. show. Fellini loves farts. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it is a farty movie. It is a farty movie. It stinks. But it's really good. But it does stink. It's a delightful. Putting it on the record, a mark word is a masterpiece, but it does stink. Mm. A lot of poop. There's poop. There's pee. There's, there really is. You like pee. There's bosoms. I, yeah. I love that There's a heavy bosom. And then there's, of course, the scene. Oh, and I was telling Ben before we got on Is this a Nutty Professor movie? Honestly, yes. yes. There's a a scene where a man suffocates inside of a woman's bosom. But Ben and I were talking before we got on mic, so I watched this accidental MR chord, Long Day Closes, double feature, which was beautiful about filmmakers looking nostalgically through heightened cinematic language on their childhood memories, blah, 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 blah. But there's also in both scenes, ladies getting onto bikes with the emphasis on their backs and behinds. The derriere. And in the Fellini film, there is a bit of a bounce and in the long day closes and in the Davies, there is a bit of a trounce of the soul. Mm. True. Wow, can't wait to watch this. This has film. been Movies God, IMO. I you can find us on Twitter soul. at Movies IMO. You can rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or the podcaster of your choice. <laughs> I almost said podcast of your choice. On the pod um, racer of your choice. Please give us five stars. Uh, next week, we have a very special episode based on a very special gif coming up. Yeah. Should we say what the theme is going to be? Sure. Should, well, why, you, why don't we let Jenna Maroney tell us what the theme so, is? Jenna Maroney you can cut it in if you want. famously says, what if the theme was sluts? <laughs> and we were discussing, we were going to do... How to kill girls at parties or... How to talk to girls at parties. We are <laughs> but, your friends. How to get away with murder. we are recording is the final showtime in, in Los Angeles. theater in LA for one week, which is crazy. Yeah. So we We're all missed it. We're never going to see We Are Your Friends now. So we missed it and we had to fill something in the last minute. And we were like, what if we choose a theme and we all bring a movie with the theme and I sent in the film fags group chat as a joke <laughs> the Jenna Maroney give what if the theme was sluts and Brandon was like wait can that actually be the theme and then we quickly put together three movies should we say what the movies are yeah, in case go, anyone wants yeah. to do the so I am bringing to the table Miss Agnes Varda if you're nasties mm. La Boner La Boner La Boner <laughs> that's my that's what I'm bringing mm-hmm. we're talking Brandon. about extramarital affairs Although I was saying it really could have been Babette's Feast because they get fucking horny when they eat that food. Mm. But mm. it'll be Le Bonheur. Le Bonheur. Le, Le Bonheur. Um, the good boy. I, I latched on to the sluts theme 
also we should say this. We're, not, we're not slut shaming. We're not actually slut shaming. This but is a celebration. It's a celebration. Yeah, exactly. It's a celebration um, of sexual freedom, freedom, yes. liberation, living by so, your own rules. Because I had watched Short Bus in preparation for how to fart with girls at at parties. We are your friends. We we are your friends. Um, we are your girls. At I watched. We are your girls. At I watched Short Bus, mm. which. Have either of you faggots seen it? I haven't it? seen it, but I understand it features unsimulated sex. Ain't never seen it myself. You guys are in for unsimulated it? anal penetration. You mm. are mm. in mm. for a treat. Which also happens on my favorite program on television and the only show I watched. Young Sheldon, funny oh. enough. Yikes. Not like that. It's his gay dads. <laughs> yeah, it's, get your mind out of the gutter. It's I've I, been reading 120 Days of Sodom, so uh, I immediately go to uh, children getting raped. And I'm gonna pass Alini on that one. Thank you so there's much. There's a there's a passage in it where, or not a passage, a phrase when it's describing the four lead. I don't think I want to hear this. It describes him as perpetually gaping. <laughs> 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 Perpetually gaping. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like one of the aliens in Fantastic Planet with like the nose holes. And I'm bringing Lars von Trier's uh, <laughs> Breaking the Waves. And I'm excited to watch it because I haven't seen it in a long time. And I'm excited to see how it holds up with what we know about him that we've known for 10 years but i've seen it less recently than that even yeah. it was like 15 years ago you so, know what what if what if the theme was cucks yeah i'll bring the piano to the table oh, i love movies where sam neill is cucked there's That's several my favorite genre the winner is jane fonda thank you thank you very much members of the academy and thank all of you who applauded There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much.